Uh, again, I'm Melinda Treadwell. I'm the president here at Keene, and I am thrilled this morning. I've been looking forward to this time all semester. Uh, my final guest of the semester is Mr. Bud Windsor. Bud is the assistant director of our physical plant and grounds here at Keene State. He is the magic that makes this campus look so beautiful and run so smoothly. Um, Bud, welcome to well, Campus Corner. Yeah, thank you, Melinda. It's so good to yeah. have you here. And Bud and I have had a, a wonderful history of working together, and I am just thrilled to have you here. Um, so, Bud, the Campus Corner is an opportunity for us to talk about all the corners of our campus and the things that are going mm -hmm. on, the people who make this campus Keene State College. So I guess, first off, what brought you to Keene State? Well, um, I've been teaching in Keene for 15 years, and uh, the job opened up, and I thought it was a chance for me to do all the things that I had been talking about for 15 years, and it turned out that it was exactly that. Almost backwards, though, most people would have the experiences and then teach, yes. and I taught, and then I had the experiences. So. And what did you teach when you were working? I taught horticulture at the uh, Career Center and uh, at at Keene High School. Incredible. And so horticulture, horticulture, for those who don't know, um, if you come to Keene State, what you'll see is that Bud and his team have created an incredible scape here, an incredible scape of greenery and trees. And so coming from a background in horticulture, what sorts of things were your specialty? Well, um, my special, I, I'm a generalist, so yeah. I know a little bit about, I, enough to be dangerous in a lot of areas. Um, <laughs> I was hydro seeding, uh, I was landscaping, you know, teaching but landscaping during the summertime mm -hmm. and uh, hydro seeding, uh, establishing turf, doing some landscaping. Mm -hmm. um, my wife and I owned a greenhouse when we first got married. Wow. So I, I knew a little bit about uh, all these things, but uh, I, I'm lucky that I have a crew that specializes in those yes. areas so that um, uh, I... I, like I say, I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you came to Keene State, how long ago was that? And what was your role oh when gosh. you first stepped on campus? Uh, it was 20, I think 27 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, it was a perfect time because the campus was undergoing a transition. Um, and just so, for those that don't remember, the, the student center was at Rhodes Hall. And so that we had master planners look at the campus and they said, well, the student center should be in the center. And here we are. Uh, Appian Way became a, more of a pedestrian way. Mm -hmm. Landscaping became a priority. And so I was lined up right at the right time, and uh, I, was, I was thankful for that. Yeah. And uh, we had a vice president at the time, Jay Kahn, who, who made landscaping a priority. Uh, there are times when a campus will build a building, not mm -hmm. just Keene State, but any campus will build a building, and there's no money left to landscape it at the end. Well, Jay always made sure that the landscaping would take place. Yes. And uh, so I, I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. So. It's incredible. I think you and I were talking about this yeah. the other day, and I think it's something for our <laughs> listeners um, or those who don't know the campus to come and experience this. Um, this summer, as I was walking down Appian Way, um, having been a student at Keene State, I know mm -hmm. what Appian Way and what the quadrangle was by right. Morrison yeah. and, and uh, Fisk and Huntress Halls and what it is today. And as I walked down Appian, this beautiful canopy was above me shading the walkway, and I was realizing that over my 17-plus years now at the college uh, back here, um, that that wasn't visible. You didn't see that until now it is truly matured and in place. How do you 
think in that way towards setting up landscaping, uh, placing the trees where you do so that they become these beautiful, final, once they reach maturity? Well, I have a lot of help. Um, There are landscape architects that sometimes have that vision Mm -hmm. long before I do. Um, And, you know, sometimes you have to wait 20 or 25 years for that to come true. But um, it does come true. And, uh, yeah, they they described a dappled shade on Appian Way with the honey locust trees. And um, that's happening. Without that, um, when we first, Appian Way was first uh, reconstructed as concrete, it was glaring. You know, without the shade from those trees, it was so bright. So, uh, yeah, now it's come to fruition, and it, it really, it looks, a, a campus is its trees, a college campus, um, the older trees, the more mature trees, and we're getting to that point, yeah. and it's, it's, it's nice to see that. And so. it's incredible, because those trees begin at Rhodes Hall, right? And yes. so they begin yeah. to move people down toward the library, and, and uh, we'll have another yeah. set of those trees in front of the Science Center at some point. I'm, I'm realizing that the extension now yeah. is that... Um, line of trees that are over the brick area in front of the Science Center. So yeah. in another 20 years, those trees will be kind of the next extension of this. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible um, yeah. and absolutely be- beautiful for those who um, know our campus. You know what yeah. I'm speaking of. And those who yeah. haven't been on, come and stroll down Appian Way and yeah. and see these beautiful trees. Uh, it's, yeah. it's incredible. So landscaping, we have athletic fields. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about, I know there's no typical day, but no. <laughs> tell me a little bit about what a day looks like in different seasons for you and the types of things that draw your focus. Um, you know, it's, it's always busy, which is good. Uh, it used to be that there'd be some lulls, some downtime, mm-hmm. but between um, storms in the wintertime, which are numerous, and the weather is changing so that um, it's not just a snowstorm. It's a snowstorm that changes to rain or vice versa or sleet. And so we're busy now with... Um, just trying to keep an eye on the weather. And we do track the weather so closely. All, all the guys on my crew um, are so so good at that. And uh, the radar plays 24-7 in the break room so that we, you know, we're, we're weather junkies. And, uh, but uh, it does make you look forward to the spring. And, um, you know, we're, we play a heavy part in graduation and the setup mm-hmm. of graduation. So the graduation is really our World Series. We want the college to mm-hmm. look the best it possibly can look. And uh, if you have a beautiful day and, uh, you know, the grass is green and the trees are starting to leaf out, everybody has a good experience. Mm-hmm. And so we pray for good weather on graduation day. <laughs> and, uh, but um, it transitions in, in spring sports are, are, are always a challenge mm-hmm. because baseball and softball, uh, it's always they, – they, they want to start playing by the last week in March, and it's always a, a hard thing to accomplish. Some years we've been lucky to be mm-hmm. able to do that. But spring – you could ask the baseball and softball coaches how challenging that is, and they, you know, they, they literally have, they have a tough time getting their games in because the, ch- the season is so challenging, the weather is so challenging. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. come right back. We're going to take a quick break, bud. So when we come back, let's talk about the summer because it used to be a very peaceful time. It did, uh, and, and we'll <laughs> pick up with that. But uh, we'll be right back on the campus corner uh, here in studio with Bud Windsor. Tune back in with us right after a short break. Good morning. Welcome back to the Campus Corner. Um, I'm here in studio with Bud Windsor, our Assistant Director of Physical Plant and Grounds here at Keene State College. So, Bud, just before we went to the break, um, you were talking about the spring, Mm -hmm. the World Series of the commencement for your team, and then the challenge. And uh, one of the things we're looking at in our master plan is how to get turf expanded because it is very difficult on natural surface in 
yeah. Keene, New Hampshire, to get our spring sports teams in. Um, we will have new turf next year for yes. lacrosse yep. and field hockey. Yep. We're excited about that. Yep. Um, so for the spring sports, before we move into summer and fall and what that looks like for your team and for you, um, when we installed turf, your team, you, you had done some turf work before, but what does it take? We have beautiful natural scapes on the soccer fields and other places during the seasons. How do you keep the turf and the natural field surfaces as beautiful as they are? Um, well, again, we, we have uh, specialists within the crew, yeah. uh, and uh, we aerate, we vertidrain, which is actually even deeper aeration. Mm-hmm. Um, we use um, natural fertilizers as much as we possibly can. Um, so we, and we do uh, compost tea where we create uh, our own mix to, to spray on the, the, nice. uh, the campus lawns. So we do a number of things, and um, we do tolerate some weeds. We don't, uh, we don't try to kill weeds on campus. Yeah. We've actually had people call, parents call before graduation that are allergic to pesticides and say, yes. do you use pesticides on campus? And I say, well, no. The only thing we do, do we try to kill weeds in the sidewalk cracks, but we don't right. do that until the summertime. Yes. Um, so, no, we don't. And um, athletic fields, we try to be, be minimal with uh, – that, but it's, that's a different story when you're trying to make a playing surface for yes. soccer or any sport, um, and you have to create something that um, is a little more a high, higher, <laughs> a higher class of turf. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so, so yeah, we um, we try to gear it to what the you know what the purpose is for that grass, and if yeah. it's just to hang out and look nice on the quad, you know that we don't want students. So or with that. And a lot of people have uh, pets, you yes. know, so we, we think of those things, too. Yes. You know, we don't want to expose anybody to something they shouldn't be exposed to. It's so. incredible. I think it's one of the things I remember about you very early on is the work that you were doing to spend like uh, spread like a brewer's yeast yes, before yep. snow events. And some of the you've experimented with natural approaches to ice control, yep. to weed control. Um, it speaks to our sustainability mission. I know you're core to that. So so thank you. And yep. And the fields are remarkably beautiful. I know the there's nothing you can do about the water table. No, <laughs> Sadly, no, we, so- we live in a field. flood zone, and that's <laughs> where we live. <laughs> so we, but we, uh, and we can't mitigate that. But we, uh, we do everything we can to make sure that uh, games stay on schedule, and uh, it does become difficult sometimes yeah. in the spring, but. But it's from your team, yeah. your crew, amazing. Yeah. And my thanks to them on behalf of the college and me yeah. personally is just beautiful. Um, so what happens in the summer for your crew? Where do you shift well, and what are some of your well, focal points? Um, the sum, uh, there's no rest. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> no rest. Um, there's more events on campus now, yes. which we, we encourage. We yeah. want that to happen. Uh, it used to, The main one used to be the soccer camps. Mm-hmm. But now there's, um, there's lacrosse camps and there's field hockey camps. And um, there's... There's classes in the summer, more classes, which is great. Um, we have an event person that, um, well, I, well, I actually have an event person on the crew, and, and she stays very busy yes. in the summertime with all the things that are happening. And we're actually going to have a, uh, we hope to have a uh, an arborist event this spring nice. on the quad after graduation, of course. And um, so those, those things are happening in a, uh, much more than they ever used to, which um, we want to make good use of a beautiful facility. Mm-hmm. It's not; it is a college campus. It is, but it, it, it has so many other uses yes. um, because of the the buildings and the grounds that we have. Um, so, talk a little bit about this arborist camp. We were briefed in cabinet yeah. the other day and improved approved enthusiastically. But this was your 
concept and with your network and your crew. So, so what is it and what's coming to Keene well, State? Well, we were approached um, by the International Society of Arborists, or the New England chapter, mm-hmm. and they were looking for a venue. Normally, they go to some pretty uh, highbrow schools like yeah. Smith College, yeah. uh, and which we, we we're trying to emulate Smith College. Yeah, that's it's right. that's, our, that's <laughs> our goal, to, to be like Smith College <laughs> as far as the campus goes, uh, the grounds. Um, but but they came and they looked at our campus and they were so excited about some of the more mature trees that they mm-hmm. can use for, uh, they compete in tree climbing and um, even rescuing tree climbers. Uh, the Keene Fire Department may get involved in um, a mock rescue of uh, someone that's in distress uh, who's, who's doing tree climbing. So yeah. uh, we look forward to this. Uh, it's going to be people from throughout New England. And um, I, was, I was so their reaction to our campus was so encouraging. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it really was the culmination of what we were trying to do. We say, oh, somebody is excited about what we thought, you know, we tried to create 25 years ago. Yes. And uh, they were asking about different tra- type of trees. The uh, one tree on the quad is the Meta Sequoia, the mm-hmm. Dawn Redwood, which is uh, related, of course, to the Redwoods in California. Mm-hmm. And they, they were thrilled that we had a, Sample and that's the one we planted in 1996 with Doc Y to declare that we had an arboretum. Wow! So they picked up on all that, those things. So it's incredible. It's very encouraging, and we look forward to having them here. That's incredible. So, um, so could you say a little bit more about the scope of the arboretum from this launch in 1996? Uh, um, yeah. it's it's something that I think is a pretty hidden secret for this beautiful. Campus. It really, um, it's it's very. It it took a lot of people to create that. There was um, people from the science department mm-hmm. and. Uh, people from our own crew, um, people, some of the CAD designers got involved. Uh, they were on campus at the time, a CAD designer uh, that was here. So, no, it was one of those things that um, we declared. No, we didn't have any official <laughs> reason yeah. to say it, except that we thought we had something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, we convinced Doc Y that, <laughs> yes. and it didn't take much, but we convinced <laughs> him that uh, we wanted to sh- showcase it. Yes. And he, uh, we had uh, maps drawn of a campus, a walking tour mm-hmm. of campus, and um, so in 1996 we had a little ceremony at that uh, at that particular tree, the Dawn Redwood, and uh, quite a few people showed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now I get the comments from people like older adults on uh, who live in the Keene area about when they take a walk, they come, they walk on campus. Mm-hmm. They walk on campus because they feel like it's. In the wintertime, it's more ice-free. It's mm-hmm. always a beautiful place to, to, to yeah. walk around. But we've taken it to the next step with the Arboretum. We, um, we have QR codes on the trees so that you could, if you have a smartphone, you can identify particular trees. There are a 1,000 trees that have those tags. Mm-hmm. And um, so we find, I'm always encouraged when I see a student or anybody with their phone up to the, yeah. the QR code, I say, yes, it, 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 it's working. And, uh, but we want it to be educational. We want, I want... If someone says, boy, I'd love to have that tree in my yard, yes. now you can find out everything about it just by holding your phone up to it, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's going to tell you more than you'd ever want to know. Right. So, so, yeah, I, I think we've, you know, th- this whole thing is, is a, it really has been successful, and um, we're, we're pleased about that. Are you still adding to the Arboretum as you uh, go? Do slowly. you do planful expansion yeah. on yep. an increment? Um, slowly, you know, sometimes... You know, when a, when a tree, we've, we've got some trees that are reaching the end of their life, just like, unfortunately, every living thing, mm-hmm. you know, does, does have a lifespan. And so we, we try to be mindful of replacing trees that yeah. need to 
be replaced. A good example of that is Oya Hill, where we had the blue yes. spruce. We had beautiful blue spruce that were probably 60 feet tall or maybe taller. And uh, they started to fail. They, they were, blow, you know, windstorms were taking pieces out, giant pieces of the trees. Yes. So we replaced those. But when we replace, if there's an improved variety, we'll use that. Those particular ones are hoopsie blue spruce. And if, if you notice those, they're really bright, bright blue. Hmm. Um, and they're an improved variety of what was already wow. there. So uh, that's a little historical spot on campus that we, we want to honor yes. uh, for Henry Oyer. And uh, we've done that by improving the trees that he originally planted. Yeah. So. He was one of our fir- he was our first landscape planner, was, right? Yeah, he was a landscape gardener. And he had, you know, I always want to make sure that people know we stand on the shoulders of many, many people. It's not just, uh, you know, something that happened in 1993 that all of a sudden the campus was yes. horticulturally enlightened. Henry Oya was a natural gardener. Chris Fiker, who worked for Henry Oya, was an organic gardener and taught me to be more organic. Wow. I was a little more, a little more uh, mainstream when I first got here, and Chris straightened me out. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and now Joe Britton is carrying on that tradition. He's yeah. uh, a master at uh, the compost yeah, brewing nice. thing, and and uh, he's going to carry on with that. And so. what I also know about Joe is that doesn't he grow all of our annuals? Joe, Joe grows all the annuals. Um, at one time we had a greenhouse, yes. and we'd grow them on campus. Joe has a, a greenhouse that he will uh, select every variety because you can't just buy the things yes. that we have on campus um, wholesale. They're, they're difficult to get, mm-hmm. and Joe will uh choose now this time of year almost well january and february he'll he'll make a list of all the things that he'd like to see on campus and he makes it all come true it's It's incredible it's like magic it is it's (laughs) remarkable and and again those familiar with our campus know this but those who don't it's worth coming to see because our campus in the summer it is always a bloom and and he cycles annuals at different heights and in different color schemes it's absolutely breathtaking yeah it's remarkable and, what he and does. three seasons too i mean we we he's planted bulbs this fall for next spring then the annuals come in and then garden mums in the fall so yeah. there's always color at some point it's, it's except rem- now <laughs> it's yeah, white exactly it's pretty though um, yeah. <laughs> so it was prettier a couple of days ago it was this rain has been a kind of <laughs> yes a, yeah. i'm headed to boston today and i hear they have two to three inches already That's on the ground heard, so yeah. um so let's talk about weather closure yeah. because for those in our listening public or those tuning into the podcast <clears throat> here to the campus corner at 91.3 fm um we have weather cancellation plans and bud is our man <laughs> bud is the <laughs> one that i count on um at Four in the afternoon when we're trying to make the call if it's a big storm for the day before. At seven at night if we're knowing we're needing to look toward a morning closure or at four in the morning, the day of an event. How do you get your information to advise me? Because your success record is unbelievable. Well, it, it's it's not 100%. but right. it, <laughs> It's pretty close. But, but it, um, in 2000, uh, I went to a, a snow and ice symposium. And one of the things they talked about was weather services that will give you accurate weather. And uh, what I learned was that when you hear weather on the radio, um, that's an old forecast. That's not current. That's not going to give you what you need to know. And up until then, we relied on TV and weather. And um, Hmm. some of it is very good, but um, you need a little more more detail. So we have, um, in our break room, we have a company called DTN that streams radar to us 24-7 and gives us... um, computer-created forecasts. Hmm. But we also have a New England-based weather service called Precision that is uh, a live meteorologist that I can call 
and say, what is happening? What's going to happen in Keene in the next few hours? What do you see? And they give me details to, to the nth degree, like it looks wow. like you've got you know, an inch of snow coming. That's not a concern. Um, most of the snow will be on the coast of New England, not in Keene, New mm-hmm. Hampshire. So, so we, we look at both of those forecasts. Wow. We, try to make, we try to make our best uh, assessment of what we need to do. But we do. We look at that radar all the time, and even when we have on a coffee break, that weather is playing in the background. <laughs> so, so yeah, we all, it's always a, a topic of conversation. So, so. horticulturist to meteorologist in in one yeah. career span. <laughs> yes. Well, the weather affects horticulture so much. That is you know, true. and um, you know, lately the weather events have been they're more numerous. They're they're not just snow. They're it's wind. Yeah. It's um, heavy rains. Um, Keene State's flooded a few times with uh, some uh, weather events. We haven't had anything like that lately, but yes. uh, we watch those events too. Even the summer, we watch thunderstorms for athletic events, thunderstorms for graduation yes. we worry about. So, yeah, we it, it isn't just the wintertime. We watch the weather all year long. It's And it's incredible how precise that you are because you can tell me when we've had these conversations that at for the last um, student convocation when we did this oh. coming in, you knew exactly yeah. when we were going to be in a situation and helped us make the call of how to keep the yeah. the students, their parents, our staff, and faculty safe. Yeah. And I just rely on you so much, and, and thank you, because it's it's remarkable how accurate your predictions are. It can be nerve-wracking at yeah, times, but, <laughs> but for the most part, we've been so um, so fortunate that we've been able to either cancel something mm-hmm. or let it, you know, you know, let it uh, happen. Great. So. It's remarkable yeah. and and incredibly um, reassuring. So thank you. Uh, in yeah. my first well, uh, two years at the college, I always know I can look to Bud. Yeah, and you're always welcome. You'll always steer me in the right <laughs> direction. Um, so <clears throat> can you talk a little bit about your team? Uh, who are the folks that you have the privilege to work with and lead every I, day? I can because we cover so many bases. Yeah. Um, uh, Ken Maynard has been he's been on the crew for uh, longer than I have, and. We we do all the rubbish collection on campus. Yeah. We um, and still maintain a section of campus. Kenny still does that. Uh, we have uh, uh, Liz Parker who does all the events and all the setups for events and is very involved with those. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of time, but still, again, still maintains a section of campus. Yes. Um, we've already spoken about Joe and the, his contribution. We have. Uh, Mike Fuller, who does all the vehicle maintenance. Yes. I hope I don't forget anybody. I, I know. I've now got, I put you on I've the got, spot. I've got my uh, athletic team, Mike Gianfiari yeah. and yeah. Connor Snide, who who do an excellent job. And I I never worry about whether a field will be ready yeah. at a particular time. They, they're on top of it. They're, they're very much on top of those things. Um, Travis Ellsworth is sort of a jack of all trades. He does mm-hmm. a lot of the um, construction projects, um, yeah. fixing the benches, some of the concrete work on campus. And, again, still maintains... A, section of campus and Incredible. still plows so they all they all have a lot of duties um i again i hope i didn't forget I've, well bob mckenzie does the yes. loading dock the yeah. stripping and receiving yeah. um and um normally a grounds crew wouldn't do that but right. um bob is he he um has been very involved in our crew and he again he'll take a section of campus and yeah. he does a very important section in front of Elliot and yes the child care area so and my <laughs> kids are in the CDC and they're all so, whenever they see so. anyone mowing it's yeah. Bob yep so they, they say oh. Bob is there so anywhere they go because Bob does mow the CDC mm. area in yeah. front of our child development center so my son uh, refers to anyone with a mower as Bob yeah. so <laughs> that's all Bob, Bob is well known yeah <laughs> he, well he 
he hits every single office on campus. Yeah. You know, he and uh, so again, I I hope I didn't forget anybody on my crew because they they all contribute yeah. so so much. It and is. Um, I've had the privilege to be in your room a couple of times yeah. with the whole crew. Um, the joy that they bring to their yeah. work every day and the the personal um, commitment to perfection or as close as they can get to it yeah. is is very real. And so thank real. you to yeah. you and to them yeah. because. Yeah. As I opened the show today, they truly are what makes this campus the beautiful place that it is and yeah. and the welcoming place that it is because it pulls you in. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's about the grounds and it's about the way that we present ourselves. And that's totally a testament to you and the team. Yeah. And they definitely, they do care. And I, there's a lot of, a lot of times they'll be a way ahead of me in terms yeah. of <laughs> what needs to be done for the day. And I appreciate that. So, so what's next? I mean, what are you looking forward to in the spring um, as we come to the end of the show today? What are, what are you thinking? What's, what's next for you for Keene State? Uh, well, w- w- what's next for me is actually retirement. Yeah, in about 10 <laughs> years, bud. We haven't had this conversation yet. It's not happening no, right now. So <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. But, but um, what I do want to talk about is the fact that I, I could leave. I leave so satisfied with uh, what's been created here at the college. And again, it's not just me. It's the people that have been uh, with me. But uh, I also uh, know that the people that I, I leave here know how to do this and know how to take care of this campus and care about this campus. And um, I'm not worried a bit because one of the responses I get, well, what's going to happen if when you leave? And I say, well, I'm not worried about it. I know that people will will do a great job, and it'll, things will continue. They'll continue, and they'll be aware of, you know, we're always aware of where someone lives with a wheelchair or who, who might have some sort of disability, and we make sure they're taken care of, they get shoveled out first. Or they, yeah. oh. So and that that um, will always, that will continue. And, uh, and that's you. Yeah, I yeah. just want you to, yeah. to hear that from me. That is about you and the heart that you have and the fact that you care so much about people, other people, and serving um, a community and, and doing everything you can to support a community. So so thank you for, for creating that commitment in your team. And I believe, I believe you. I think the team, we won't feel a difference in the type no. of things that our grounds and physical plant do, but we <clears throat> will sorely miss you. You yeah. are a part of this institution, and it's going to make me cry, so I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it right now. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. um, as we look toward the spring yeah. and we think about the next storms coming, are we going to get through the holiday break okay? Are you I folks going to have some time off? I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> Good. I, I, go, I just go day to day <laughs> and hope that, uh, you know, we, we, you know there is a big basketball tournament during yes. the Christmas uh, break, a holiday break, and um, we do make sure that we can't we can't ignore the snow. And unfortunately, you just can't ignore no. it. It's it's with you every moment. Um, it's true. Even when we're on break, we have to. You know, we will come in if we need to. And it's it's a beautiful campus. I'll look forward to that basketball tournament yeah. during our holiday um, intercession here. And <coughs> Bud Windsor, thank you mm. for everything you have done through your career here, for being on the program with me this morning, well, and for you. the things yeah. you will do as we go through yeah. another commencement yeah. cycle and a and a winter season. So. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you yeah. and your family. And Jake, happy holidays to you. Thanks for being yeah. here with me this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, and to all of our listeners out there, this will be the final uh, show of the Campus Corner here on WKNH 91.3 FM and streamed at WKNH.org, student-run radio here at Keene State. We will be back at the beginning of the spring semester with more editions of the Campus Corner Wednesdays at 830. Until then, thank you and be well.